What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, and St. John's just moved to 4-1 and one in Big East play with a nail-biter. They held on just long enough to beat Providence at the Garden, 75-73. to 73. I'm joined once again by my good friend and co-host, Cole Ladshaw. Cole, how are you feeling after that narrow escape? You and I were texting each other during the game, just survive in advance. Like, put another one in the win column and walk away and forget it. Flush the tape. Uh, I'm sure Pristina will have the guys running sprints after some of their performances today, but at the end of the day, got to win. And I think, knock on wood, we are potentially one win away on Saturday from being a ranked team in the top 25. So at the end of the day, happy to get a W, but uh, definitely some things that need to be cleaned up for sure. Sure. You know, it's, you know, I don't know what we want to do here in terms of what we can talk about because. St. John's is four and one and every St. John's fan should be ecstatic. You know, like this is what we want. This is how it is uh, supposed to be for St. John's to be four and one, to be atop the big East standings. And I just know there's going to be fans who are down a little bit about how we played and how he finished this game. And I look at it as if, um, you know, could, could we have done a million things better and then close that out and then felt better about this win um, as a fan base? Absolutely. But, you know, I think St. John's has to look at it as almost a, a great, positive that they're able to learn that lesson again in a win that these games are never truly wrapped up until that last whistle's blown until 40 minutes are off the clock and there was you know a handful of occasions tonight where St. John seemingly could have put the game away and and didn't do just that uh whether it was a poor pass or a missed closeout or a missed box out um St. John's didn't quite get it done um, in terms of making it an easy finish, but they did just enough to make it a win, and that's really all that matters. So while there might be a sour taste in some fans' mouth, I hopefully they can take a step back and realize it's never easy. There's always two teams out there, and St. John's was lucky enough. You know, we should be thankful enough to be on the positive side of a win and be four and one. You know, all smiles from me. Never complain about a loss. Yeah, you mentioned the St. John's fan, and I did want to bring something up before we start critiquing the game. Um, a lot has been said about the St. John's fans' response to how the team's been playing and the turnout for today's game. Um, I think the announced attendance by MSG today was just shy of 12,000 for a 6.30 tip against Providence. And obviously it sounded like a very pro St. John's crowd. I don't think that's terrible. And I didn't see anybody bring up the point that the Kids are away still on winter break, not returning, not starting classes until the 17th. And it did kind of look like the student sections were a little bare. So I don't think that's the worst torn out, and they were a lively bunch. So, uh, you know, tip of the cap to the fans that were there because it definitely seemed to to get the team up and, and push us through to the end. So, Yeah, well, you know, the Providence faithful did make some noise there in the second half. Uh, you know, as they used to when Cooley was in town and as they will continue to do so, it seems. But St. John's held serve and took advantage of, you know, whatever home court advantage they did have at the Garden um, against the team that wouldn't go away. Uh, what were your thoughts on Providence? Like the way that Carter kid played, uh, one of the questions yeah, that you and I – one of the questions you and I uh, both were wondering was uh, Glenn Taylor Jr. only getting two minutes today. I wonder how much he could have helped slow down Carter. Um, he looked great. Uh, I really thought I, the kid's name is escaping me now, but I really thought we caught a break when their big man caught that fourth foul. Relatively yeah, because he seemed to be causing some troubles down low. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought Kim English coached a very good game. I, I, he was kind of my naivete of mid-major basketball. He was kind of one of the coaches I thought less of coming into this season. And I thought Providence would, despite having a great roster, would maybe take a step back with going from Cooley to Kim English. But I thought in spurts, he outcoached Patino today. I, I, I was really impressed with uh, some of the moves he made and, um, you know, they yeah. didn't. See, they didn't seem to to back down when we established those large leads. They kept grinding away and chipping down. You know, thank yeah, God we definitely. Were, thank you for the two point win. Definitely credit to those guys and, and credit to Kim English. I I did laugh to myself. I I find it so annoyingly corny with the whole like mindset cliche that they're pushing for him and Providence. And then at one point when they stormed back to take the lead, there was a clip of him on the sideline literally going mindset and then from that point on i think we went on a 12 nothing run so i was laughing a little bit in my head um but you know all, all the credit to him like you said he he uh he threw a good game out there and and did some stuff that worked his team back in they certainly didn't fold when it looked like they could have folded early um unfo- unfortunately for them fortunately for us we made just enough uh plays when it needed to be make needed to be made um boy that those those free throws didn't didn't quite make it easy for us. I know Providence struggled early from the line, but to close it out, we were rough. Joel split a bunch, and then Brady went to the line with um, a bum ankle, down or up one with a chance to get a three-point lead, and missed them both. I thought it was a, you know, a risky proposition having him out there. If you would have made that second one, we had. I'm sorry. If you would have made the first and missed the second, neither team had a timeout. You would have been stuck yeah. with hobbled Brady Dunlap out on the court. Um, yep. needing to get a stop to, to escape. So, you know, yep. it worked out. And uh, Lewis made a, a heck of an athletic play. Just, you know, what he does is he's got, you know, this side of the ledger filled out and the very bottom side of the ledger in terms of amazing plays and, you know, not so, you know, fun or easy to watch plays. Um, he gets, you know, all ends of the spectrum. And uh, he, he made a big one there hit a free throw, and then it was just enough time off the clock to force a tough shot from Pierre, who came up short on his last shot. One of the few shots he missed tonight, he was uh, extremely impressive in a return back to New York City for him. Yeah, for the few lackadaisical passes that RJ threw that relate that caused turnovers for throwing the ball off a guy's back that almost was another turnover late in the game when he secures a rebound like that yeah. just off of a pure pure out athleticism somebody else yeah. like I, I can't critique him too much so yeah um, but free throws just continue to be a problem and like you're right when you're trying to salt away a game with a lead you can't between Joel Brady and um, and RJ missed what at least five or six free throws in the last four minutes of game time. That you, you're not that you're lucky to escape a game like that. Yep, like like I said, hopefully learn that lesson and win. But yeah, there was a few. There was two um, stretches, or I mean, I don't even know if you call them stretches, but there was a five point play that originally got them back in the game late. They hit a tough three that you know tip your cap, and then RJ made that poor pass on the baseline. And then just weirdly enough, looked like he had no interest in denying a shot at the rim where, you know, we see how athletic, how capable he is of covering ground. He just stood right there as Carter took his time going up um, with, I think, uh, Jenkins on his back. I thought it was an odd-looking sequence and a five-point play there, got him within striking distance. And then later, Carter um, gets fouled on that three-point attempt, uh, makes the first two. Um, First off, that was a bad – you know, whatever. I, you know, I, I don't like getting on referees for whatever 
amount Kicking of calls like go. But that was a brutal call um, in yeah. a tough time and gave him three points. I think he might have missed the third, but they got an offensive rebound or a jump ball out of it. And earlier in that half, there was that play where they, one official had the jump ball, the other official had a foul on St. John's. Instead of going with the foul or with the jump ball, they went with the foul. So that would have been St. John's possession had the official not came in and, um, you know, changed the call up. So there's a few stretches there that led to them having the opportunity. And then, of course, us not finishing some free throws, uh, making a few poor plays defensively, allowed them to do the, the rest of the part. But, um, hey. Like I said, all smiles, four and one on top of the Big East standings, tied with Seton Hall. Wow, how about those guys and my guy, Dylan, have yourself a day wusu. Uh, playing well and, um, you know, looking forward to us taking down Creighton this weekend. And, you know, I'm rooting for Seton Hall until we face them. Hopefully we, we face the face off as, uh, you know, right atop the standings. Yeah. And you brought up Dennis. Um, I know – I specifically was super critical of him early in the season, and I just want to commend him. I know I've done it a lot the last few uh, podcasts, but the turnaround that he's made over the last eight or nine games now has been absolutely incredible. The way he's limited his turnovers, he's taking much better shots, shooting way more efficiently. Um, 16, eight, four rebounds, only two turnovers. Uh, I mean, I, he entered today's game uh, fourth in guards for in the big east assist to turnover ratio and then obviously went up after today's performance so sure just what a job yeah. he's doing specifically taking care of the ball making better passes taking better shots i, I think he's doing a great job so tip of the yeah, captain he's, he's been great Thanks and i think it, my words i will do i will eat my words anytime when it comes to player performance better than i was critiquing him for so i think you're off the hook at this point cole you know it's you know it's well-earned by Dennis and, you know, um, <clears throat> deservedly so. He's been getting a lot of praise lately. Uh, another really good game by him. He did hit his handful of three-point attempts, which was the first time he's got hot from there for a while. And, you know, if he doesn't get hot early and, and make four to five from three, maybe this game's a little bit different. So, um, obviously, good to see that happen. I hope he just doesn't get too trigger-happy from deep, continues to probe, continues to get in the paint and make things happen. Um there are people who are incapable of making passes um, that have good vision, and there's players who have great passing ability that can't, you know, find players. Like, there are certain passes that Danis can make that are just unreal. Um, he had a left-handed, one-handed pass to a, a corner tonight. He's very good in the pick and roll. Good touch pass when it comes to, like, lobbing to Soriano on rolls and what, what, what may have you. Uh, his issues sometimes come with just vision or, or maybe just holding the ball too long. But when he is able to and willing to find his teammates, there's not a pass he can't make. And it's not just the simple variety. It's, um, you know, an elite level stuff, just a few too many occasions. And it's getting less and less of him uh, holding it for too long or taking an inopportune shot. But the ability and the talent is certainly there. And I'll stand by that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly glad uh, he decided to follow Patino and, um, you know, he's having a heck of a season so far. Should we take a look at this box score? Take it out. That's what the people are really here for, right? Let's be honest. The graphics, they missed it when you were out. <laughs> well, here they are. Uh, St. John's 75, Providence, Providence 73. We get the most important thing, which is a win. I'm not sure how much the metrics will get boosted in terms of all that other stuff that happens um, in the, you know, goings of the game. I know these double-digit wins have really added an extra boost to our net and our, uh, you know, Ken Palm and stuff like that. 
I'll take the W and be happy enough. Um, a couple guys with 16 points, Jenkins and Soriano. Soriano had that quiet first half. It seemed like just like in the um, Hofstra game where they played small most of the game and Providence tonight played four guards often. Uh, those teams have done a good job of really swarming Joel and making it tough for those entry passes to get to him. And the more and more we struggle to get to him, the more and more we seemingly try to force it, and then it becomes, you know, a double-edged sword. We're not only not able to get it to him, but we're taking ourselves out of a rhythm by trying to force it to him. And sometimes I feel like the best times are when we're just playing basketball and he gets touches off offensive rebounds, and the next thing you know, he's got 10 to 12 points that way. Um, but Providence did a good job keeping out of his hands in the first half. In the second half, he got going a little bit, four for eight from the field, seven rebounds, um, Eight for 11 from the free throw line. I think those three misses all came in the second half, but I can't say that for certain. Uh, Jenkins, 16 points, four rebounds, eight assists. Dingle had nine points, I think, all in the first half. Dunlap had at least seven in the first half. Can't remember. Oh, yeah, that dunk in the second half. Nice springs there by Brady. The dance is really showing what off a, those What casts. a tremendous pass by Jenkins on the back door. Yeah, track. yeah, that back door left-handed pass right there. Um, Zuby, again, box score won't really show, but I thought had a great stretch. Um, in the game, uh, some good defensive minutes, a dunk, a couple nice rolls. He sets great screens. He gets his extra possessions. Really good stuff out of Zuby. Took an open three in the first half. Almost dropped. Didn't look terribly uh, terrible. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that shot, Cole. I was questioning it, when it went up, but if it almost drops, it's one of those, no, 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 and then it almost goes in. You say, okay. worst, worst shot, that shot or Joel's three in the second half? Might have been Joel's three in the second half because I think there was a lot of time left on the. Uh... You got to weigh the scenarios here. I think they are both terrible. Well, you know, I don't. Sorry, Zuby. I shouldn't say terrible. You're wide open. Maybe even very yeah, unpracticed. Uh, first half, whatever. But Joel, at least you can say he's a 75 percent three point shooter on the year. So we've seen him make it. But yeah, 20 seconds on the shot clock. I think we were up nine points with under five minutes left. And then Joel had the audacity. I'm going to say it here: the audacity to look to the bench and say, "What? What's the problem?" Well, you know, hey, we're living and learning. Like I said, learning and wins. And um, Joel has earned the right to make a few of those mistakes. Um, had a really huge and one in the second half when it looked like Providence was making their run and we were falling out of our rhythm. Kind of got us back in the game, got the crowd back in the game. And from there, uh, we, we were able to push the lead back up and hold on for dear life. Anything with a box score stand out to you, Cole? Uh, so... Uh... Friend of the program, Jaden Daly, posted the uh, the box score from MSG, and one of my favorite analytics, the plus minus, was on there. So I was taking a, a stare at that just to, to see what else I could divulge from there. And uh, RJ led the team in plus minus at plus 14, and Ledlam was last on the team at minus 14. So you wonder how much of that with Chris is being heard. He obviously, you could tell he's still hobbled out there. Um and RJ, like we said, played a, a tremendous game. Um, so I, I thought that that was interesting. And wonder how far away from completely healthy Chris is, um, but still coming in. And even if he's not at full strength, being able to board the way he always does, tremendous to have him out yeah. there. Um, yeah. Uh, Joel, like you mentioned, 16 points, only two at halftime. So it, another one of those games being really, really quiet and then, Halftime, Patino makes an emphasis, get the big men the ball, and he puts up 14 in the second half. So, um, again, like we've mentioned, just escape with a W. I, I, at the end of the day, I'm happy to have beaten a hobbled Providence by by two points. Um, a win is a win is a win. So, Yeah, 
A win is a win is a win. That's a good point. Yeah, shout out to Jaden uh, for his coverage. Um, I can get the plus minus. It's just these screens. I'm working with a small, you know, you know, not not too much area to work with here. So I had to substitute some things. You don't know, so we don't even have the turn numbers up, turn numbers up there tonight. So um, we'll go by your handwritten notes there, and uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, a couple of things on Lewis and Ledlam. I thought Ledlam right away. You could see his help on the boards early. Uh, that plus minus is a little bit surprising to me. I'd have to really go back and see what times he was in there and we were struggling in those segments. But um, I didn't think he played poorly. Um, he obviously wasn't much of a scoring threat tonight, but on the glass, he looked like he was battling pretty pretty heavily. Uh, six rebounds in his time there tonight. Um, and Lewis, I'm a huge fan. You know, maybe, maybe his biggest fan, president of the fan club, have been from the beginning, but I'm not sure if we've really seen him play great these last few games. Um, he's made great impacts. He's had great stretches, but he's also had some down periods in each of these games. And I'm not sure if he shot over 50% in any single game since the Holy Cross debut. Um, so I think he can sure up a little things and turn this, you know, really solid start into actually fantastic play. And if he's able to do that, uh, St. John's could have a, another level possibly on their hands. Hopefully Brady Dunlap is uh, healthy, by the way, that um, he was able to come back in, but he still looked hobbled. And mm -hmm. with a kid playing so well, and how about that first three minutes we saw from Brady tonight? Uh, you'd hate to see him have to go to the, you know, to the, to the doctor's office for a few games and, and, and miss out on some of this momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to your point about RJ, um, I, I think, and we mentioned earlier, sort of some of the lackadaisical passes that has to get tightened up and and obviously with a player with a coach and a developer like rick patino like rj the, the ceiling is through the roof like right he has so much potential it's it's hard to imagine it he should be taking a, a large amount of shots every game so even if he's you know you're right hasn't shot above 50 percent, like i'm fine with him taking as many shots as he has been um that I the lack of basical passes for sure has to get cleaned up. Another thing that I seem to notice very often with him is he, we talk so much about how aggressive he is on the boards and his amazing explosiveness and he'll get a rebound. And, you know, he obviously has a great handle and he pushes the ball. Is it, am I the only one who realizes that he does not like look up once he like puts his head down and just starts running, going to the rim coast to coast. I, I, I think today it was early in the second half. I ended up drawing a foul and going to the line, but I, we had, it might've been a, a four on three fast break and he's just taking the ball right to the rim, which I mean, if he's going to draw a foul right on, like I'm, I'm all here for it. But I think as much as Rick raves about his passing ability, sometimes in those fast break scenarios, I'd like to see him give it up. I think he had sure. another situation where he, he got the ball on a, a deep outlet pass from maybe it was Dingle. Uh, might have been able to give it up to Soriano, who was trailing down the court. And instead, I, I think he also drew a foul on that possession as well. But Like I had said earlier about Jenkins in terms of players who can make passes, but then always see them, he might be just one of them. Like we saw some really high-level passes in person at Holy Cross. He had that beautiful bounce pass. He's shown a few um, from mid-post uh, distributing from there, but he does have a tendency and – I don't think you're the only one who sees it of him putting his head down and, uh, you know, just going right to the rim in attack mode. But that might be something that can, you know, come with some uh, increased exposure to help defense at this level and realizing where it comes from and what we can do to alleviate that. So I'm sure Rick's working on it. Like you said, we got the master, um, you know, trying to get him better. And hopefully Lewis is here for the long haul and we get to see him for three years in a St. John's jersey doing big things in March and April. 
because that's where it looks like St. John's may be headed to play this year, fans. So keep intact. I'm so happy, so excited we could be joining, uh, you know, talking about this good stuff and be sharing this content with you guys. I'm so happy that you guys have been commenting and subscribing to the YouTube page and following along on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Cole and myself really appreciate it. Um, you know, till next time. Um, for Glenn Taylor Jr., man, I'm thinking about you. All right, pulling for you. Um, I'm Pat Kane. That's Cole Adshaw. Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. Peace.